Our next retiree, Ms. Wanda Steen, Secretary at Georgetown Middle School. Congratulations to everybody. 
And if you'd like to come back to sub, we need substitutes. So we'll plug in for that. And congratulations with the next phase of your life. Next item on the agenda is for public comment. Board allows 15 minutes at the beginning and ending of each regular scheduled board meeting for people in the audience who wishes to make a public comment. At this time, we have uh, three who have signed up. The first speaker would be uh, Roland Scott.
thing on. It's on. I don't want to scare you. Go have prayer. <laughs> Let's all bow our heads together in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for these ones that were just uh, given these rewards and certificates of the great years of service they've done and uh, for those lives that they've mentored and, and helped to mold and to become better citizens for this great land in which we live in and this beautiful state called a small wonder. Actually, it's a big wonder. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for these, uh, as I had the meeting tonight, give wisdom. And Lord, uh, we just pray that uh, everything that's done tonight will be done to bring honor and glory and praise to you. Father, I remember your word and think about Isaiah 55, where you said the heavens are higher than the earth. And so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than yours. And Father, I pray that we just look to you for guidance in everything. In your precious name I pray, because of the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. Amen. Those may remember me. Uh, I'm just here to give you an update on the boys' volleyball team that you all approved and to thank you again and to provide a delivery from some of the players. Uh, just an update, we had a great and exciting season. Uh, we were 7-3 and three during the season, 9-3 uh, and three overall, and for the Delaware High School Championship, we ended up third place. So in all of Delaware, 11 teams, uh, we were able to take boys that have never played competitive volleyball in the past and earn third place. So we're really proud of that. The press was all positive. It was great. We had people that have, uh, have come up to me and talked about how exciting it was. And I think it was great for the community. I think it was interesting to watch the school um, go from why are we doing this to really getting behind the boys and uh, getting excited uh, for it. So um, it was definitely an exciting season. Um, just to let you know on that team, we ended up having three All-State players. Uh, two of them were first-team All-State, and one was the Delaware Rookie of the Year. Um, I'd really like to say, I know it's hard to make a decision sometimes, especially with how fast that decision was. Um, it's because of that decision and you making that decision quickly that gave these boys a chance to play. Also, because you made that decision, it gives the opportunity, what could have been last year or this year, the opportunity uh, for these boys to possibly play on the best high school team in the state. Uh, they legitimately have a chance to win the states next year. So I'm super excited about it. They're super excited about it. I do have something special as a coach to you guys. Um, I have, I think, nine thank you letters here from you. I found it interesting that they're all sealed. So it's out of faith that I give these to you because I don't really know what they say, but I think that's really exciting. Um, and I think you're going to see it. I basically had them write, some of the kids write, a thank you card to you and then what it's meant uh, for them to play volleyball. So thanks again for approving it this year. And again, although we had some challenges, we overcame them, and those lessons we learned are invaluable for next year. So looking forward to it. Thanks again.
Thank you. To the board and superintendent. Um, up until about three years ago, um, I could have been caught running around Millsboro, jogging every day. And then about 2015, I had my hip replaced, which has limited my ability to run through the town of Millsboro. So I've been asking previous um, superintendent um, and the previous principals at the Millsboro Middle School. And I'm not quite sure why they continue to lock the track up. Now, I used to use that track on a regular basis, and I no longer can run every day, but it would be nice if the track could be open so that I could use the facility. Now, they do have a sign up that says you can sign up or you can register with the principal or the principal's office, but I never know when I feel like running. So I don't know why it can't be left open. I mean, we had Millsboro Police Department less than a block away we have cameras posted all around the facility, so it just surprises me why it can't be left open. It's locked. Up until about a year ago, I could use it because of the road construction being done on Iron Branch Road. They had to take the fence down, so I could easily walk over and use the facility and come home. Now the fence is back up, the track is locked, and I can't use it. So. I'm hoping that maybe you can address this issue and possibly open up that track so that I and maybe others would like to use it. Um, I don't know why it's locked. I mean, it's not like it's AstroTurf over there or anything, but that's all I have to say. It'd be nice if it could be opened up again. Thanks. Thank you. Bob Levy, next on. Next item on the agenda is at the business. Full screen classification. Mr. Lewis is currently in Georgia. He is available if need be. The folks that you see in front of you this evening are the last batch that we have coming from the workers' group. Second. Motion made second. All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? The SBA news for 1819? Uh, we had uh, done a very Thank you. 
active and I can tell you they're starting to really quite good power statewide. But I think the board is just strongly considering joining that association again. I make a motion we uh, accept and join the DSBA again. I'd agree that it's a lot of money, but from what I've seen they're doing, I think it would increase their lobbying efforts and their ability to be able to do even more. I've been impressed by the quality of the, uh, the information that they send out and how they handle it, certainly much more than what the last guys had. Um, and we are one of the larger districts in the state, and I think it behooves us to be a member. Thank you. 
Right, so we're only allowed to carry, by regulation, we're allowed to carry three months operating income over into the next year. The last three years have been 5.18, 4.89, and 5.1, respectively. Um, this year, currently, at the end of May, we have $2.6 million in available funds. At the end of May last year, we had $2.4 million. Um, and as Mr. Fritz alluded, those monies can only be spent back into the program. So we can't buy classroom supplies and things of that nature. So it will be the pleasure of the board to choose with the logos or without. But at any rate, we need to get some, some new tables. Did we say, we had a conversation, I believe, uh, talking about the deficit at the end of the year, that that money could be used to, to clear the, the lunch debts that are is that, is that still an option? That is not an option. Um, this is a USDA memorandum from July 2016, and it specifically says, that that has to be written off as bad debt, and any bad debt would have to come from the general fund of the district. It cannot be reimbursed by nutrition services funds. I'll have, to, I'll have to submit a spending plan to DOE when I put the yearly financial report in at June, July 31. Um, the plan this year is the new serving lines at Subbyville Middle and North Georgetown, which you've already approved, um, as well as these new tables for Millsboro Middle. So that will be submitted as the plan. They'll contact me sometime mid-year next year and ask me for proof that we spent that money. I would recommend that we approve the uniform cycle. 
we got off cycle this year because of the budget restrictions that we weren't allowed to order this past season, which put us off by a year. <coughs> so this is our catch up, trying to catch up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll see your normal. I tried when we set it up to try to keep the bigger sports kind of on their own. Sean and I discussed that uh, because the last conversation I had regarding band and upon our where, where our cycles are off is one part. The other part is we don't get any special discounts after what we already get. Our, most of our vendors are giving us very good rates no matter how we order. That was a discussion we had due to sizing and wear and tear on the pants. So we, we discussed and I discussed with coaches about just doing the jerseys and they were happy with that and felt that we could get more out of the jerseys than the pants that are recycled every year. So the price of the pants will come back athletes? That's something we've discussed. That might, we've talked about being a booster issue or a booster uh, purchase. But it would be the same for baseball too, I Yes, sir, that's what. And the two different jerseys, the green and the white, is not a requirement of DIAA. It's just, if I read that right, it's, it, I don't uh, assist with the longevity of the uniform by having two jerseys. Yes, ma'am. Instead of having to wear, they play uh, 18 games. Instead of having to wear the same jersey all 18 games, you're allowed to get a little bit longer by wearing one nine games, one nine games, so it, it does extend a little bit longer. Does Sussex Central baseball and softball also buy their own pants? To the best of my knowledge, that's what I've been told. They do, but I, I can't promise that. I did. Sean, I talked. He said they do, but okay. I'm, I don't. I don't. I haven't really gotten that deep. Most into of them it. do now, especially with the sizing issue. Okay. Um, I, I know that. Yeah, I, I know some do. My son played at Central. He bought his own. Um, I think they have that choice. I think some of the, I don't know what Central has right now. Um, I don't know if they're buying pants or if they're going this direction. This is just an option we've asked to do to be able to have a spare jersey and increase the longevity of the, um, of the uniform. To the best of my knowledge, we buy the pants for baseball and softball, but some parents um, do purchase their own because of wear and tear. And, um, things of that nature, but it is, it's provided, but as, as Mr. Williams said when he was a parent, sometimes folks have the option to because for the most part they're basic white and they can be purchased from pretty much any vendor. But we do only have one, at Sussex Central, we only have one jersey for softball. Right? Correct. Oh, I that. So I, okay. Correct.
Did an activity fund it? We discussed this for a couple more meetings. <coughs>
second. Second. Motion made and second. Further discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Any motion to table 504 and 505 after executive session? So, motion made and seconded in the discussion. All in favor of the motion say aye. Best 
during the Special Ed Task Force update. Dr. Statler, Dr. Owens, and I are excited to share with you a quick summary of our year one focused school work. Um, this unique partnership with the Special Ed Task Force has really kind of been a trailblazer for us. So we'd like to thank Dr. Heather Statler for working together with us to merge our work. Um, of course, the administration and special education departments at the focus schools they opened their doors to us. They said, come in, look, give us advice. We had many conversations throughout the year which have been very productive. Um, Regina Izzo, Kelly McNamara Johnson, Carissa Pepper, Sylvia Baker, and Mike Lingenfelter have done huge data pools for the special ed department. We've looked at, at intensive amounts of data to make decisions. So without their um, assistance, this project wouldn't have been possible. And then Dr. Donald Hattier has given us some building specific feedback for one of our focus schools, which has been very informative and helped us shape our, our thoughts for other buildings as well. So a special thank you to all of those people for assisting us. Um, a quick overview of the project is as a result of the special ed task force um, work that was done during the 2016-2017 school year, um, this unique project was developed. As Dr. Owens and I were creating our strategic plan for this school year, we worked with Dr. Statler and the task force to kind of marry our work. Um, in collaboration with them and the Department of Special Services, we set um, forth guidelines for participation that were very, very intensive for the focus schools. We, we collected data across everything that, they're, they're, that would be a part of special education in our five focus school buildings. Um, with the goal of the project being to take a deep look at the level of special education services being offered, our wows, our wonders, our areas that we needed to strengthen, and be able to kind of make a bank of resources. If it's working in one building, how can we help another building who's maybe struggling in that area? Um, we did intensive data collection. So all of the data collected really helped us be immersed in the overall culture of that special education department. And we really wanted to use a wide variety of data so that we could develop an individual professional development plan for each building going into next school year. So each school will be getting individualized PD at a rate that they've never gotten from the special education department next year. And you can see the list of data collection tools that we've used. One of the most exciting parts of the project is that we got to see um, an area of wow for each, for each building that really stood out as compared to other buildings. And you know, in thinking about this as a district project, if we could smush all of our special education departments together, we really would have this best practice model that would hold up against anyone in the state. So in working with our team of administrators, we're really trying to build that culture of sharing resources and building banks across schools that works for everyone. So I wanted to highlight the biggest wow for each school because these really stood out for those buildings. Um, Philip Shaw, their overall compliance with the special education IEP drafting rules as a whole school-wide. Um, this is one of the schools where you hear about we use a lot of dual certified teachers. Um, we don't have as many team rooms as we do in some of our elementary schools. So in, they are really doing this at a high rate with less support staff. 
which is something we can try to figure out how to help some of our other schools. It's really, they're getting the drafts of parents 10 days in advance at a very high level. Um, Selbyville Middle School, um, our district portal for kind of sharing all of our information at the statewide level is called IEP Plus. And their um, files in the district portal, the state portal, are really at a best practice model. Um, when you go in, it's, it's almost to the T what you would want to see at the state level, which helps when we get compliance monitored or there's any type of statewide audit. The information is right there, ready to view. Um, Indian River High School has had the most improved goal writing since one year ago until today, which is, which is one of our areas of focus for the entire district. So their department has had the most improvement. Um, North Georgetown has the best setup of their master schedule and assignment of the special education teachers in team rooms. As you all know, that's been our focus. Continue to get team rooms with co-teaching. And North Georgetown really has the best master schedule and setup. There are team room teachers at every grade level. And if a student is going to be in a special education classroom, they um, are being taught by certified teachers 100% of the day. Um, and Sussex Central High School has the best case management, management for students in needs of the highest levels of support. So we're talking students that have really struggled with their entire career and they come here and they get attached to a case manager, really helps them with the ultimate goal being graduation. Um, and there's some really intricate cases that have come through here. So the data has given us some clear trends for strengthening across the entire district. Um, and you can see the list there, but one thing that's kind of become evident is we need to do some more work with our parents and students really understanding their procedural safeguards, improving goal writing, as I said when talking about Indian River High School, um, strengthening our system for ensuring that parents and families understand all parts of special education program. We still have um, a large population who they don't really understand what we're saying and we need to translate that kind of out of the education language into language that is, is more comprehensive for everybody. And improving the direct correlation positive relationship with the special education coordinators at the building level, um, it seems to have a direct link. Um, if, the, if the special education coordinator relationship was marked as positive with the case managers in our data collection, then the overall satisfaction of the department was greater than A. So obviously we want to see that in all of our buildings. Um, as we head into the next school year, you can see our focus. Creation of individualized professional development plan for each of these buildings that is in progress right now. Continued data collection and creation of shared resources for what is working across the district, also in progress. And we will begin year two of the project by starting with four new focus schools. Um, Georgetown Kindergarten, Georgetown Middle, Howard T. Ennis, and Lord Baltimore. Um, that is a very quick overview. We're excited. This work has probably um, given us the best idea of what needs to be done district-wide on our team, and we're excited to begin year two it, and continue year one. Um, if you have any additional questions, you can feel free to reach out to Dr. Statler or me, and if you want any additional information about any of the individual focus schools, we would be glad to share that. Um, and again, we'd like to thank all of the administrators and everyone that has made this project possible.
two were presented last month and tonight in our second reading. Uh, one being, um, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but it's JHCA12, our dead bug policy, and the second being their social media policy, monitoring policy. Uh, the third policy coming up for action is KK uh, visitors to the schools. Um, it's a first and second reading because there's a, only a slight change to uh, the second paragraph, the first sentence, uh, basically stating that all visitors in the school shall be um, screened using our physical monitoring system. And I would make a motion that we approve these three policies as presented. Um, right now, we're, I believe we're going to be using uh, the Identicate monitoring system. We went away from Raptor. Um, Identicate, and I believe we can get a little clarification, but uh, it's basically it's a more financially sound for us to use for all the schools. I'm here to um, go over the May financials. Um, I must say that we've just closed out the month of June for the year, and um, I think we had a really good year. We had nothing hanging on at the end of the year that had to be taken care of, um, and I feel the financial staff has done an excellent job this year um, getting everything taken care of. Um, so on to May 31st. Our total revenue at that point was 95% received, and our total expenses were 91%. Um, we were 92% of the year completed. The schools had spent 85% of their money. Curriculum had spent 85%. Athletics was at 81%. Salaries was 90, and operations 92%. Our reserve at that point was 8.5 um, million, which was what we were aiming for. Um, so I think I'll have a very good June report for you. 
Howard T. Ennis had spent 91% of their budget. We had received 100% of tax monies that we had budgeted. ILC had spent 91% of their expenses. Um, we had um, 4.3 million of federal funds still available to be used. Um, minor cap, we had 1.1 million available and we spent $125,534 in minor cap funds in the month of May. Any questions? And then I have the um, tax rate presentation. This has changed since we discussed it at the Finance Committee. Um, last week, the um, governor proposed an additional $4.1 million be added to our minor cap funds um, with the requirement that we match it 60-40 like we do the other minor cap. So that's an additional $478,000 that the district will get um, this year, um, along with the $1.2 million that had already been budgeted um, from the governor. So I'm proposing that um, we decrease our tax rate by three cents. Um, debt service, uh, or I'll start with current expense remains the same, the only way we can change that is if we have a referendum. Um, debt service went down 0.002 cents, that's based on our um, payment liability on the bonds for past building projects. Tuition went down four cents, and then the minor cap with the additional funding that the state is giving us went up um, one cent. So the net difference is um, a three cent decrease in the tax rate for this year. And I would request that you approve that. Yes, less. <laughs> you got that? <laughs> Thank you. First of all, congratulations on the uh, three board members that are up for election. Congratulations. Uh, number two, as you proceed with our major building capital, I still need to get talk to you, Mark, on, on that there because I don't see how a project, if you're at the Gill's capacity in several buildings right now, if you're talking four to five years, I don't see what that's going to solve you today or tomorrow. 
because you run your four to five years, we're entering 18, 19. So now we're up to 22, 23, and you ran your predictions up to 24. Correct. So, huh? Oh, I'm sorry. Need to hold closer. Is that better? I like him being handheld there. But uh, no, with your, your projections and with the project, the building project running four to five years till completion, okay, that's running you up to 2023 in your estimates. Uh, I don't know if that's going to solve your problem now if you're over here at Sussex Central at this building. I mean, there should be something else thought about because you're going to need immediate, immediate relief, not just four to five years down the road. So I think there's still some work that needs to be done on a solution to that problem. But other than that, uh, thank you. You lowered the tax by three cents. Taxpayers do appreciate that. I give you enough grief during the year, but I will congratulate you on that one, especially if you're going to be coming back with another taxing, uh, another increase on a referendum. But uh, continue to be frugal with your budget, and wherever we can scrape a couple pennies together, that's the way to do it. I mean, let's not always run to the taxpayer and say, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. You guys have a great summer.
Thank you.